morning. How are you doing? Morning. How is everybody? I'm getting there. Oh my god. You know, I have to say I understand so much more now why John can't think of words and like Thank you. You know, like he's he's trying to say something like so often John you're like on a roll and trying to say something hilarious and then you can't find like the word that you're trying to think of and now it all makes sense as to why because you told me you've had like a bunch of concussions in your life and I'm not sure I'm going to come back from it I'm not going to lie to you like I I was in my comedy class yesterday and I had written bullet points for the points that I wanted to hit and I'm staring at the phone and I can't think of the right word like I'm looking at the word and I can't think of the the most word it is bad like it's not bad like I'm getting dumber but it's bad as in like I've never experienced this it before, make- and I keep thinking, like, what am I going to do? This is the only asset I have left. My looks have gone long ago. If I can't use my brain, someone else is just going to have to start changing my diaper. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's the most aggravating thing for me. It it really has made me think long and hard Shit. about giving up podcasting where I don't come on the mic anymore. Because I can't think of the right words, because and then what the happens word? if I? And then if I have to multitask, like on my it's show, the Brand X podcast, I'm the guy that's running the board. I'm the guy that's you know looking at the stories. I'm doing all this stuff, and then I'm supposed to and talk too, and be funny, and come up with jokes. And there's times where I can't even think of a word. I, I mean, I think of it, but I can't yeah, get it out my right. mouth. You know, it's there, but it won't come out. Podcasting is what's going to help you stop losing your mind and losing words. You have to keep using, I mean, maybe not for Jessica with a current concussion, but the best way to keep words (laughs) is to keep reading and using them. And using them for you, it means using them against other people on your other podcasts and on Facebook. You know what? You do have a point about reading. I know reading can help you exercise your brain. Here's how it feels. And I mean, you can tell me if this is how it felt for you, John. Simultaneously, it feels like someone is squeezing my head this way. And at the same time, it makes my stomach a little I, queasy. Well, that's the concussion. That how protocol. Yes, for that's you? how concussions work. But what happens post-concussion after your brain that's feels somewhat, that what happens is you see a person's face. You know their name, and it will not come out of your mouth. It's stuck there. It's like if you took and ate a uh, a, a walnut or something, and it's like stuck halfway down your throat, and you can't swallow it, and you can't get it back up, and it's just stuck there, and it is annoying. I mean, it's not going to kill you. It's just annoying. So a lot of times when people have this protocol, they have they rely on crutch words to get them started. It's almost like kickstarting something. And I find out that I'm doing that. When I did stand up, I went back and listened to it. And I had a lot of crutch words, phrases that kind of just like almost kicked the motor started so I could get to my next uh, joke or next section of what I was going to say. What were they like? Are they things like, you know, that or listen? Are you kidding me? That's it. Thank you. Are you kidding me? Thank you. That's exactly what it was. So I played the three minutes and 14 seconds of stand-up on my brand podcast. I noticed that, Melissa. That's very observant. I'm very observant. I can't find words for shit, and I haven't had a concussion, but I'm very observant. A lot of Sherlock Holmes watching. 
I'm a very, very old lady, and that's why. But I, I do lose words. I do kind of blame it on the fact that I've hermited myself into this house, and I don't engage in conversations anymore with people if I don't have to. What the earbuds the at the earbuds. Well, I do talk at them, but I don't have to listen to them. I just read their body language. I'm, see, Jen said, um, just said it's observations. Just told me right off the bat. I'm very observant. All right, so. Dear listener, we were just having some technical difficulties and we were yelling at each other and spitting into our microphones, but now we're back. And we're back. And, you know, it's the thing is that, you know, I'm so worried about Jessica because, like, she bruised her coconut and I don't want her thinking too much. All right. Fixing a router takes a lot of thought. It's really hard because I'm trying to write jokes and I'm trying to do a course about podcast sponsorship and i can't do either one yeah, you, if i can't you really have to put that hours in a row because you that's the problem I, I said this before but you won't listen to me no one listens to me like i've been through all this i've been so that okay so what i'm saying is that How if dare you, you don't sir? take care of this now you will sound like me now if that isn't enough reason for you to stop doing what you're doing <laughs> and and take care of yourself, i that listen that it frightens me beyond belief I assure you it frightens me. I can only see you. Can't see. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that frightens me beyond belief. Believe me. I don't want to sound like you because you sound like you're losing your mind every five minutes because you can't think of words. And I was already getting like that a little bit. So I hear what you're saying. Are you saying that you're this way because you didn't rest? Because I think even if I, I rest, I had my concussions it's not going to do anything. All right. They didn't know any about anything like this. They didn't know anything about concussions like this. It was no big deal. Like the day that I had my uh, a, a two-inch... Uh, iron pipe fell on my head and made me look like Frankenstein because my head was flat because I had such a lump. They told me to go home <laughs> and rest. And I went to work the next day and never missed a day of work. Okay. Dude, I have to say that the thought of your head flattening out like Frankenstein was hilarious, was, even though it probably hurt like shit. Oh, that was, oh, so then I was 22 at the time. They send me to the hospital. I have to get a, a CT of my head. All right. Now, this is nope, they make nothing in there. They make me take off my clothes and they give me a gown that looks like a necktie. All right. So now I'm supposed to put this thing on. The nurse, the lady, the technician. Why walks is this in the, not funny to you, Melissa? The girl that walks in to give me my CT is the hottest girl I've ever seen. All right. And there I am sitting there in my underpants with a hospital necktie on. And I have to sit there, and now I'm loopy and stupid, and I'm trying to say to her, "I'm I'm 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 so sorry. I, you know this is horrible. You don't you don't need to see this." And she's like, "So relax." And I'm like, "Oh, I, I don't we have anything? Can we? Can I wrap a sheet around me?" I'm like talking to her, and I make no sense. And then she brings some. And they were going to admit me because I was so loopy, but then they said, "No, he's fine." And they sent me home. And the next day I went to work. So they, they had no idea about this whole concussion protocol until the NFL started having guys like kill themselves and kill their wives and, you know, and do crazy, crazy things. So they became murderers because they had concussions. Sure. Mm-hmm. They have this thing. It's called CTE. I forget what it's what they that stands for. And most NFL players have it. Uh, Frank Gifford had it when he died. They he. Uh, let them autopsy his brain. They can't tell whether you have it until they uh, open you up after you're, you're dead. dead. Uh, there was a guy, uh, 
it's the guy who it was a, he was from the Kansas City Chiefs. He committed suicide in the parking lot of the stadium in front of his coach and a trainer, and they did the same thing. He had it. So, and I think, to be honest with you, I think OJ had it, and I think that's why OJ killed his wife and Ron Goldman. To be quite honest with you. See, you just pulled that name out. You still have brain power. It, it comes and goes. It comes. Yeah, and I goes. get that too. It comes and goes. I was watching GI Jane yesterday. Um, Never seen it. Oh, you should. I was watching GI Jane, really? and that whole cast. I I know all of their names, right? But not when I first watch it. So I'm like 20 minutes in, and I said, Jim Cassavetes. Sitervetes, Casavetes, but that was one, and I'm like, okay, okay, headmaster, head chief, mass, whatever. Uh, I know you, I know you. Vigo Mortensen. It was like I was a full hour in before I knew exactly who he was. But it comes to you, and for you, if you rest your brain, I think it can heal. But if you're just going to constantly use what's already damaged, you're going to have more trouble. So when they say rest, I know it's almost impossible, but you really need to. So. Yeah. I'm doing intervals. So for example, like yesterday was kind of a big date because I had to drive to Philly, use my brain for two hours, and then we ate at a deli and then I drove home. And then because 95 is closed off coming south, I had to go a different way and it hurt. By the time I got home, I was in need of rest. And so I tried not to use my phone. I didn't open my computer and I made Scott only watch stupid shit. Like even Shark Tank was bothering me. So like I fell asleep because, you know, like when I watch Shark Tank, because I'm a business person, I sit there and go, is this a good business deal? I'm not sure. Should I invest um, in this? Am I giving them $2 million? (laughs) Are they missing the boat? I don't know. Is this guy out of his mind? I'm not sure. So yeah. So um, is the market already saturated with this? Should I ask (laughs) him to back off? Oh, wait. Is it really a $4 billion industry? I'm not oh, sure. Oh, wait. You're not talking so, um, to me. Oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Carry on, everyone. Carry it's on. It's just like watching. Oh, that's actually a bit I could use. It's just like watching football for dudes. Like watching Shark Tank, you're yelling at the screen. Invest! Anyway. Touchdown! Anyway, that's actually really funny. And that it might work. If you have your, once that your brain heals, you should try to write that. Especially if you throw just, your arms All I in. do is write down the ideas. All I do is write down the ideas. So anyway, so yeah. So today I'm doing this and then I had plans with Karen Friday actually. Um, but I canceled them because I know she wants to ask me about creating courses online. So instead, I created a window where I could do nothing and then I'm going to try and write some articles at the end of the afternoon and then go get Isaac and rest again. So like I'm trying to do intervals of thinking so that I have time to rest in between. It's extremely frustrating because I don't have the only way I have income is if I create this stuff. So I'm going broke. The longer I get, I'm stupid, the more I'm broke because I can't consult because I can't think. Okay. So can I tell you a story? So I listened to a podcast and uh, there was, it's two couples and the one girl, she was going to work and a guy was coming the other way in a big truck and something happened on his phone and he looked down on his phone and he drifted into her lane and hit her head on and the airbag and everything saved her. But she had a concussion. What they did with her was she had, she could listen to things. She wasn't even allowed to watch TV. She could listen to TV. All right. So there were so many things that she had to do. She wasn't allowed to, she wasn't allowed to do crossword puzzles. She had to not think she had to let her brain heal. And it was, two months before she was able to podcast again. Okay. She wasn't even allowed to go 
and be on the mic. And I got to tell you, I listened to her before she had the accident. She had the accident. We listened to her for two months. And when she came back, there was a noticeable difference in her speech pattern, in her thought pattern, and how quick she was to respond to people. There was a noticeable difference. And that blew my mind. Is there a noticeable difference with me? Speech pattern? Mm, no, but then there's times where I can tell that you are not, it's like you're not here. I don't know how to explain that. She was like that well, before she hit her head. I was going to say, that might have been. She, no, no, but he's right. And it's not that I'm not here. So this is a perfect example, like, of a perfect example of, like, what will happen. Like, I went to the deli. I got all this beautiful food from famous Four Street Deli in Philly. And then I brought it all home. We had dinner. We came upstairs. Scott put Isaac to bed. He came back in the room. And I'm like, you know, I bought all these. I bought the giant chocolate chip cookies. And I got him some hamantashen because they're his favorite. These cookies, though, dude, they're like this way. And they're like a pound each. So anyway, so I was like, do you want me to go get you some cookies? And he was like, did you get hamantash? And I said, yeah, I got you two apricot hamantash. And would you like one? Yes, I would like one. That's his favorite too. Go downstairs, get the other half of my sandwich, pour myself a drink, grab four cookies, put them in a bag, come back upstairs. And he looks at me and he's like, where's the hamantash? And I was like, what hamantash? Forgot completely. He had asked me for it. And I mean, I was bad before. What I used to do before with with ADHD, you come back upstairs, look at his face and go, oh, fuck the hamantashen. But I had no recollection he even said it at all. And then people get mad at you because they think that you. I also find that like. I was going to say, first of all, they think that you do not pay attention to them and you do. It just leaves. It just leaves. This sounds like the excuses podcast of why I suck. I already had these problems. I knew ADHD was doing this. Yeah, like, I forget that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, uh, your water. Sorry. But, mm, but not remembering is bad. And then oh, the other thing I find that's helpful, John, like you, when you just have to lay there and just listen and not think. You know what I do? I watch movies that I've watched a million times because if I watch something new, I have to process it. But I know there's movies out there that I enjoy that I already know what's coming. So there's not much like, for example, Step Brothers, which is probably a movie you would like if you could get over your hatred of Will Ferrell. Yeah, I won't watch it. Um, I've watched it a thousand times. I could do the whole movie for you right now. Um, so watching that is actually good because it's like a meditation it... for you at this point. Almost, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yes. Dump, dump. Role models is another one. Have you ever seen Role Models with Paul Rudd and um, Sean? See, here we go. The guy who was Stifler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know who yeah, you're yeah. talking about. I don't know what his name is. Sean Scott Thomas. Sean Thomas Scott. Sean Thomas Scott. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, him. That guy. <laughs> Have him, some names, buddy. Have some names. I mean, anytime there's three names, I, I, I can never do Philip Seymour Hoffman and Philip Michael Thomas. Like, that's just not fair. Wow, they're so different. That was but yes, you're right. you're right. Philip Michael Thomas was um, Miami Vice, though, right? Yes, he was. And Philip Seymour Hoffman was all great movies. He was so great. And then isn't there a Michael – who's the guy that was in Talladega Nights? The um, the guy who was like uh, – it's not Ving Rhames. It might be Ving – no, the guy that died that looks like Ving Rhames. His name is Michael something. Clark Duncan. I always want to call him Michael – yes, Michael Clark Duncan. I always want to call him Michael Ian Black, knowing full well that's the guy from the state. Right. Well, Michael Clark Duncan, he was the one from Green Mile. Yes. And I met um, – I hung out with a friend of mine this – 
last week, we went to a funeral together and she described herself as an empath, right? So as an empath, we people who just feel other people's emotions, get the strong feels, whether it's wildly positive, yeah, wildly positive or wildly negative. And that's what makes me think of Michael Clark Duncan in The Green Mile. Because remember, he used to be able to like take your cancer away and then he would cough it out and like he just drew it from you. Um, But I've never seen The Green Mile. Oh, you should. I haven't I haven't seen it in so long. I totally forget. You know, Scott is an empath like that. Yeah, well, that's pretty intense to live with somebody. To be somebody like that is is super intense and you need to rest and you need not to surround yourself with extremely intense people. But to live with someone like that's got to be hard, too. It is not easy because you have to worry about. Yeah, because you have to worry about not just how you're feeling, but whether or not what you're feeling like. So like when he and I would have an argument. We would be upset about the argument, and then in addition, he would be upset that I was upset about the argument. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Why don't you just pile it the fuck on? Just pile it on. What do you want from me? It was – it's crazy. It's crazy. Or, like, he has to – like, his mother and sister can be a little – you know, they, they are similarly um, easily – Empathetic. Not easily, but they have things that no, they have things that make them in their lives that make them stress out or that make them worry. And then if they come around Scott, he internalizes all of it and then he can't sleep. You know, and then he's like, I'm up all night. I'm worried about it. And this is why we're talking about his mother in law moving in here because she just closed her store and her um, her sister has told her she can't help support her anymore. And so she wants to get it. She says she wants to separate from her husband. But last time she said this, she just ended up moving into Emily's bedroom and not telling him why. And then just going home on the weekends, which is not going to fly. So I was like, the second you tell your husband you want to separate, you can move in here. Until then, I'm not changing anything in my house. Because I just have a feeling this is bullshit. And you and this is not a vacation home because I just made an office out of this room. And if I have to move it, I'm going to be mad that you're not actually divorced. How likely is this? Like, what's what are what are the possibilities? Give me a percentage. Right now, I would say the likeliness is like 40 percent. But I mean, she would say, well, she's finally ready to do it because her therapist has told her she should do it. Meanwhile, everyone else has been telling her this for 20 years, but whatever. I've never had a therapist tell me to do something. I've always wanted a therapist to tell me to do something, but they're always like, well, how do you feel about that? And what do you think you should do? I want a therapist. Think if your husband was emotionally abusive and whatever else, he would tell you to do it. Yeah. So anyway, so... um. We've been thinking about where to put her. And actually, I should make a list of all the options because like she could go back in this room and I can move my office into Nate's room. We could finish the basement. We could let her be in the office by the garage, but there's no shower down there. And then Scott was saying something about moving the laundry upstairs so she could be downstairs. And it's just like, well, then she's just going to have to come to do the laundry upstairs. Like it's a whole to do. Um, The likelihood, I don't know. But I mean, we still have to work it out in our heads in case it does become somewhat emergent not that he's gonna hurt her or anything but just you know if they get in an argument what about a granny pod you could drop in the backyard a tiny house i don't know that we're allowed to do that and plus have you haven't seen my backyard but you have melissa it's not large what you do is you 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 drop it back there and you connect it to the house so in other words yeah you really wouldn't have a backyard anymore but it would be like putting an addition on 
and it would be like a granny you know, pod that you could lock. No, I'm saying the house next door has door a mother-in-law in suite, Ooh. and I think it's a good idea. Um, I do like the idea of a mother-in-law suite. I don't know. I mean, I forgot why even we started talking about this. The mother-in-law. Oh, because, because she's going to move you know, in. He has to shield her. She has to. Sh- he has to shield himself from these problems because he starts to worry about it. But then moving her in here, he's like, that would solve a lot of the problems. So maybe we should do it because I think what he's saying is, if he did it, he could stop worrying, and she would stop worrying. Like I think the stress of worrying is so much for him that he'd rather her live here. I don't know. I think she's going to bring her. I think she's going to bring it closer. I don't know that it's mm. going to get better. It's going to create all new issues. Right. It won't be those issues. It'll be different issues yeah. that are going to be worse. It's just a different set of I can't sleep at nights. What about Laura? Would she take her in? Um, she doesn't have the space or she would. Yeah, she totally would. My brother has his in-laws live in Italy and he's super lucky <laughs> that that it worked out that way. They are Italian. My sister-in-law is Italian. And they come to visit. I don't think they're not married. So they come to visit separately and they don't have the space. They don't have any space for a bed. And I was saying these days, I don't travel or go anywhere unless there's a bed for me. I'm not sleeping on the floor somewhere. I'm not camping out. And I get mocked for that. Besides that, you're going to Camp Maine where Tom and Annie have a place that they go. I I need flushing toilets also. But so my brother, I am a diva. So my brother... My brother's mother-in-law comes to visit them and she sleeps on the floor in the family room. So she'll come for the holidays and she's sleeping on the floor. And my brother has two, I call them junkyard dogs. He has a, a, this great big pit bull and a black German shepherd. <clears throat> and they're both awesome, but they're great guard dogs. And that's why I call them junkyard dogs. So she's sleeping on the floor of the family room and... I thought of this because Shirley, one of my dogs this weekend ate chocolate chip banana bread muffins and the chocolate, you know, chocolate kills dogs. Be very careful. So we kind of freaked out a little. And then I remembered that when my brother's mother-in-law was sleeping on the floor, one of the dogs ate a poinsettia. Do you know that that is also totally toxic to everyone? I mean, if you ate it, it it would take you down too. So my sister-in-law comes downstairs, her mom is sleeping on the floor, and she sees the dog, I mean, the dirt, the roots, everything. This dog is eating this plant head on, full on, and she kind of freaks out. She runs into the kitchen, opens the drawer, pulls out a spoon, goes back into the family room. I mean, mom, still on the floor, sound asleep right there, right next to the plants. She opens up the mouth of this big dog and she takes a spoon and she goes to shove it in his throat to get him to vomit up everything he ate which you know worked for us you know you just shove something down there comes right back up true here's what i learned after here's what i learned after my dogs ate grapes dogs do not have a gag reflex there is nothing you can do to make them vomit manually you need to give them like um, hydrogen peroxide and water mixture and they will they're toxic to they're toxic yeah they're toxic to dogs no way yeah yeah and it's the same way people tell me i gave my dog chocolate i give my dog grapes hold on we when i was growing up we had a dog named stretch who was part saint bernard part german shepherd part collie and we would give him grapes just to laugh at him because he would go jessica is making a funny face 
Like he couldn't so he get a hand. He couldn't get a handle on it. No, he couldn't get a handle on it to take a bite. So he'd put it in his mouth, roll it around, struggle, puh, then pick it back up, roll it around, puh. And we just would die laughing at him. I don't know that he ever ate one. I mean, we never cut one up so that he could eat Yeah, it. they're toxic. I Raisins, didn't know they were grapes. toxic for him. We fed them to him all the time. It's amazing what we didn't Who know. Knew? Yeah. So she takes the spoon and she's like elbow deep. She's way in his intestines. She's trying to get all this stuff out and nothing's happening. Like nothing. Because again, no gag reflex. I discovered it when my dogs had the grapes and my neighbor was elbow deep and I called poison control and they said there's no gag reflex and i didn't have the heart to tell my neighbor who's already like get your, like, you, need- you couldn't tell your neighbor get your hand out of my dog's mouth buy her dinner first that is very aggressive you should not be doing that so 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 mom is sleeping on the floor my sister-in-law is elbow deep she finally takes her hand out and and drops the spoon and she's all of a sudden the dog is it must have really had a bad reaction so he throws up all over the place looks over at her mom Still sound asleep on the floor. Anybody check her for to see if she was wow. breathing? Um, no, I don't think so. Well, she had this trauma going on. No, she did not check her mother to see if she was still alive. So there she is putting some dirt back in a pot, cleaning up vomit, all like, I mean, racing around, sweating, trauma, drama. And she is exhausted. She grabs the dog by the collar when it's clean enough. You know, like there was clearly a drama here, but I, I, I'm too tired. Grabs the dog into her room, right? We're going to bed now. Puts the spoon on the counter in the kitchen. And the mother wakes up. And goes to bed. So in the morning, she wakes up. My brother wakes up. Everybody wakes up and they all come out to the kitchen where... Grandma, who's been sleeping on the floor by the Christmas tree and the poinsettia and all the presents and the twinkle lights and how beautiful, she's having a cup of coffee and she is stirring her coffee with a spoon. And my sister-in-law says, Mom, no, where'd you get that spoon? <laughs> I wouldn't have said a word. <laughs> and oh, God, I no. mean, what? Uh, 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 I was right here. I just, I, I'm just using it for my coffee. Do you need it? And yeah, so that's the trauma drama spoon. And now in our house, I pill our dogs from a can of dog food and I kind of leave the spoon on the counter because I'm going to use it again. If I pill you at night, I have to pill you in the morning too. And Stuart has been known to use a spoon for his coffee. And it is m- my moral right here, the lesson to be learned is it so far to go to the drawer to pull out a brand new spoon? You are ridiculous. Never use a spoon found on the counter. You never know where it has been. Well, I know if you find it in my house, it won't be in a dog's mouth. Yeah, it was way worse than his mouth. <laughs> I think it went all the way in. And yeah, she's like, oh, I might have pulled it from the drawer. And there was no spoon on the counter. So yeah, it was uh, probably the grossest thing that I think has ever happened that you've put in your mouth. It's horrible. I Don't. yeah, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have said, "Yeah, give me that coffee." I would have thrown it right into the sink, and let me get what? you a fresh cup. Is that what you do? Because my yeah. game would have been to turn around. I remember my dog ate a whole plate of egg salad. I cut off from where he ate, and I served the rest. Like I, I what you don't know. Well, I've never eaten. Never eaten at Melissa's house. <laughs> that dog's dead now. It's okay. That's gross. The spoon thing. I'm freaked out. Well, would you gross. would you take a spoon off the counter and just use it? No, never. 
That's a very good point. I would never do that, especially in a house with any dogs or toddlers. That spoon probably was just pulled out of my son's ass. No, I would not. No, I would not do that. Right to the drawer. Get a new one always. Put it right in the sink. Any any rogue spoon (laughs) cannot be trusted. Not anymore. (laughs) Rogue spoons cannot be trusted. Really, in most people's houses, if you think about it, that could have been a raw egg. why are you even asking? Yeah, For what was this spoon used prior to? Why are you asking? <laughs> Go get a new spoon. It's frightening is what it is. Or, or wash it. Or start with soap and water and wash it if you want not to. Yeah. It was, oh, it's gross. My whole family is like, where has this spoon oh, been? God. Yeah. So we were having a, a football party. Uh, this is when I was living with my wife. And my stepdaughter bought her boyfriend a dog. And the parents of said boyfriend said, he can't have a dog. So he gives the dog back to her. So now we're having a football party. I take and I uh, put in a crock pot, probably 10 boneless, skinless chicken breasts, because I'm going to make uh, pulled chicken. Barbecue Bef- pulled chicken. Before the Instapot arrived at your house. This yeah. is way before the Instapot. So they cooked, I forget how long, four, six hours. You know, they get out. I take two forks and I shred them in a big giant tinfoil pan. And I'm saying this is like a, a tinfoil pan for like lasagna. I mean, it's big. I'm getting ready to get the barbecue sauce. With that, the dog leaps up on the table, sticks its face right in the center and takes like four big gulps. And it's like trying to eat all the chicken before I get to it. Good dog. I grabbed that dog by the back of the neck and yanked it off the table. And I immediately look at my daughter and I go, now what are we going to do? Because I can't serve this. <laughs> I can't serve this. So I take the I take the chicken because um, right now I've lost my shit and I'm concussed. And I take the chicken and I dump it on the right. dog and I rub the dog back and forth to the chicken. You want chicken? Here's some chicken. Have some chicken. <laughs> I picked the dog up. You rubbed? I, you covered I the, dog the dog in chicken? My, she's screaming. My wife's screaming. And I'm rubbing the dog in the chicken. Like it's, I'm like, get the chicken. You want the chicken? I'm about to punch you in the face. I know. So Listen, Why? I cooked Treat the chicken. Treat dog like that. A dog wanted chicken. You can't punish a dog for wanting chicken. I want chicken. I, I understand that. But I just now I got people coming over. I've got chicken all over the floor. I've got a dog covered in chicken. <laughs> And I have no You've chicken. You've never rubbed a dog's nose in something they did that was bad? No. <laughs> You're not allowed to I do that anymore. I have done this many times. Also, I've done it to a cat. That does not work. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> it does not I'm trying imagine. to picture you catching a little tiny cat head. <laughs> you grab the cat by the back of the neck and you put her face in whatever it was. She either vomited, pooped, peed. Or, you know, or ripped something to shreds. And I would go, no, no, bad kitty, bad kitty. And she would just be like this. And then she would just run away. And shit on your pillow. And then five minutes later, she would come back to be petted like it never happened. They just give no fucks. Cats just give zero fucks. Dogs, on the other hand, actually, I had a dog. Barney was very sensitive. I didn't have to yell at him. He was, he was like, you could, I could just say, I could just look at him like this and he would be guilty. But like, 
he also never ate an entire chicken off the. Okay, so you have a floor like, full of chicken. So now I got a, a floor full, full of chicken. chicken, a dog full of chicken, a dog. I throw the dog outside. Now I got to clean the floor up. Everybody's mad at me. I have no chicken. Because you rub the dog with chicken, yes. I would think he would enjoy it. Would be I, you know what? I lost my listen. I lost my mind. I'm not sure. proud of. The, I'm not proud of what happened, but I'm not apologizing for it either. So I. My uncle used to kick his dogs all the time, and it would make my sister. I and didn't so kick upset. the dog. I just rubbed Ugh. the dog around and chicken. Yell at them and kick them. It made me so upset. I didn't kick the dog. I didn't even smack the dog. I just grabbed it and rubbed it around on the chicken. I mean, it sounds like a massage. It was. It was a chicken massage. It wasn't as yeah. bad as everybody thought of. Everybody was horrified. Why are you making that face, Because Melissa? she's I an mean, animal lover. I if I rubbed lover. my dogs with chicken, they would be overjoyed. That's treat an animal. Do you think he, they thought he was he thought he was being pet and enjoyed the chicken? Or do no. you think he saw a fucking crazy man with his hands holding him down on top of chicken? Confused. That dog knew. He wasn't holding him down on chicken. He rubbed the chicken on the dog's back. No, like I, this, I grabbed right? the dog like no. and rubbed it in the chicken that was on the floor. So anyhow. Oh, like this. Yes. So anyhow, it was probably, yeah, it wasn't good. He so, was terrified, that dog. Right. Yes, please. Probably a little nauseous. So anyhow, so now I got to clean the floor up. Now I send my stepdaughter to the uh, supermarket to get like, I said, go get six chickens. One of those, those rotisserie chickens. So now I'm sitting there. At Not seven. Six. So I get six of them. I pull them all apart. So now we're doing all this stuff. Someone lets the dog in. The dog goes for the chicken. Now, it's one of those things where you hear the music from, uh, what's the movie where they run on the beach, the kids? Chariots the, Fire. Chariot chariot, now, fire. you hear the Chariot of Fire. fire. Mu- na, 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 exactly. Na, na. You hear the Chariot of Fire music as the dog goes for the table again. I Catch hit mid-air. that dog in midair like a linebacker. We both hit the floor. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What happened like, to that dog? That dog clearly needed to be rescued. Where is that dog The dog, dog is fine. The dog he is still He probably died an old dog. The dog is still alive. They still have the dog. It's the, it, the dog is nice, except you can't put food on the table with that dog. That dog has no manners. That's the problem with so the dog. So I had a beagle that would misbehave. First of all, she thought she was a much larger if, dog. This is when we if were this growing. is a how we punished our dog story, I don't think I can take it. No. Okay. No. But she was bad. She was just a bad girl. And like she would get into the trash and and like spread it out all over the floor. And like one of the things she did one time, like my mother was putting groceries away and turn around and and then she had gotten into the loaf of bread. First of all, the dog was only the, uh, the size of a loaf of bread. But she had eaten the entire loaf of bread, and she was laying on the floor on her side with her stomach enlarged like <laughs> four distended. times the normal size, <laughs> all distended. And my mother looked at her, and she was like, well, that's just obviously punishment enough. <laughs> you bitch. I'm just going to let you rot in that, my friend. You've made a mistake. I can see that. My dogs have stolen many a loaf of bread, and they... Felt terrible afterwards. Your dogs are much larger, though. Like, yeah, that's for your true. dog to steal a loaf of bread, like, I'm telling you, she, she was only this big in the first place, and the loaf of bread was like this big, and she ate the whole thing. It's impressive. We couldn't believe it. This was a dog that did not even, we had an electric fence to keep our kid, our dogs in the yard. Now, keep in mind, I know you're going to be mad about that, but... <laughs> we, we had a very large dog with a very like stretch. That was his name. The he was a Collie Saint Bernard, um, 
what did I say? German Shepherd mix. And so he could barely feel the electric fence, but also he was so old and lazy that he didn't bother to try. He never really ran away. Then we got this puppy beagle who like, again, just like a cat gave zero fucks. She would just be like, fuck it. Zorched herself and kept going. Constantly being called. Um, is this your dog? Jess, I saw your dog running down the street. Your dog's on her way to 7-Eleven. You might want to go get her. Like, it was ridiculous. She's looking for a loaf of bread. Wherever she finds it, she'll go. I never met a dog that just didn't care about an electric fence, though. Yeah. Like, I don't even think they sell those anymore. But for the first dog, it was a perfectly fine thing. Like, he probably felt the Zorch one time and went, fuck that shit. I'll just lay down. He was old. Dear listener, I know you're wondering what happened when I was in mid-tackle of the dog and Jessica just came in and talked about how her dog just ate a loaf of bread. I forget what the end of the story was, but that's okay. Did I interrupt you? <laughs> Did, I was like, I tackled the dog and all of a sudden, I had a beagle who wants a loaf of bread. And I'm like, I don't okay, think I heard so you much say that you story. the dog. <laughs> okay, well, that's possible. You know there's a, a delay. In connection. I understand that. Well, go ahead. You I forget. I tackled the dog and then everybody lived happily after ever. It lived happily ever after. They ordered pizza. We ordered pizza. <laughs> That's pizza exactly. and wings. You know pizza something? I should have ordered pizza. I did not hear you. I thought your okay. story was over. I didn't hear you. Delay. I know. That's okay. But, you know, it's it's funny because we do that to each other all the time. We store in the middle of a story. We set something up and then all of a sudden the other person busts in. We do it. I would never we do, do that, that to each other all the time. Melissa does it to us. We do it to Melissa. We do it to each other. I know, but I try not to. But I think it's just it's easier to do when you record in person because you can see the person's lips stop moving. Whereas this way, I never know. I don't know. I don't know if that's think. true because I have a co-host does the same like thing. Right now, me. I can't tell if Melissa's frozen or staring at her phone. I'm not staring at my phone. What are you staring at? Um, She's calling it? animal control that's, on me. That's excellent podcasting. Um. I had a dog eat a two-pound box of Godiva chocolates once, and you know that's instant death. So it didn't did take it to the hospital. I three thousand dollars. I made him throw. It was at my parents' house because she had a wrapped box as a gift for someone of Godiva chocolates, and I said, "Who the <gasps> fuck leaves a box of chocolates where you know I'm coming with my dog?" You know, so we had to make him throw up, and he threw up even like the papers. He threw up everything, and I thought everything. If if we didn't catch him before he got to the box, he would have eaten the box. This is why dogs are morons. Just the yeah. stupidest, stupidest, stupidest animal. They will eat at, you know, I know I'm doing it again, right? I'm no. interrupting you. Did, was that story done? Yeah. No, I, I was going to say, I just Scott's feel like they're empaths too. Cousin. They might be stupid, but. <laughs> they are empathic, but they are yeah. very stupid. Scott's cousin had a little, a tiny dog. Like like tiny house, but it was a tiny dog. <laughs> Can't With live the in it. cats in the yard. Somehow got on the kitchen counter into a large open bag of dog food and then got lost in there and suffocated and died. Oh, my God. Couldn't get herself back out she because it was a heavy bag of dog food. Like, she, she started eating and then suffocated in there. Oh, my God. That's the worst. I feel like I'm going to do that when I get a big bowl of pasta. A, I thought if that's a way to die, though, dying doing what you love. You know what I'm Stealing saying? Stealing food off the counter. Yeah, I mean, in the bag. Wow. Well, because, yeah, it was a big bag. It was only half full. 
And so I guess when she got all the way in there, the bag kind of closed. And you know how they have like a plastic seal sometimes oh where not a lot of air can get that's in. Horrible. Yeah, it was sad. They were devastated. Meanwhile, I was like, that's a bad dog. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's bad a dog. dead dog. That's kind of what I picture when John says, I tackled it's a bad, the dog. dead dog. Oh. I tackled the dog. Oh, no. Like a football? We're going to pour one after the it's dog. It's a bad, dead dog. That's so sad. Or a that dead, bad me- dog. I don't even and know if you Dr. Seuss book. any of this because we're going to get so many responses from animal lovers about how John rubbed the dog all over. Yeah, and chicken. you should, but don't worry. We only have one listener, so it's Hold fine. Hold on. You never took your dog by like the neck and the feet and did like a rock. <laughs> well, you never had tiny dogs. No. and But like when it, what, I had it, like, but, but I was only like 12 or 13 when I got this beagle puppy and we did all kinds of nonsense to her that was probably much worse, but not in punishment. For example, hold her up and tickle her tummy. Tickle, tickle, hold tickle, her tickle. Up she by didn't what? like that. Like her, like her under underarms, her feet. Please tell you me could that's do a it cat, with one not side. a dog. No, it was a dog. She thought it was funny, or maybe she didn't. Oh. I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> I was in middle school. I feel like I need to rescue all of your childhood dogs. I feel like it's my job to come into your house and take your dogs away. The big dog we used to ride like a camel. And hold on to the fur for reins. And he didn't care. He was he was the um, he was the magically unbothered of a dog. He just could give he was so lazy and probably stupid that he just lay there and took it. And actually Barney, um the dog I had when Emily and Nathan were little, he allowed a lot of that shit too. He never got mad at them. If he didn't like something, he would just skitter away like a cat. <laughs> He was just like they can't always like get away. I just, ugh, you guys are. Fr- I, I listen. All I right, understand. but he was a yellow lab. He was very gentle. He he used to. He also when when the kids were. I have pictures of this when Emily and Nathan were in the bathtub. He would lay in front of it and not let me get to it because he was protecting them. Well, that's adorable. He didn't. He didn't mind them. He let them. I mean, Emily used to stick two fingers up his nose like this, right there, and he would just go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so snort him back out you know, so john, john's laughing because it's hilarious but i have to tell you they're it's they're still dogs right they're I, not I know, human yes. because i never heard of such a thing all right so and they all, could turn around well, about a, they could turn around and oh bite your God. face off because they are yes, still they animals could. and you really but you have to get a dog that you trust yes that's true emily also her favorite thing was to take her little doll stroller and and wait till barney was sleeping and then roll it into his feet and scare the bejesus out of him that's and then she was horrible. laugh and laugh and laugh. I like the way how mean. I said I don't think we're going to be able to mm-hmm. use this because how the, the 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 listeners are going to yell at us for being it the way just we treat got them. Worse. They're not going to yell. Down and here's on it. why. First of all, I'm, I'm not. You know what? I'm welcoming it. And here's why: because dogs and little kids live together. Kids and dogs live together. That's normal. The parents aren't always. You know, like I I only let Emily stick her fingers up his nose. You Once. know. When I saw it, I would stop it. But that didn't stop her from deciding, hey, what's up there? And sticking her fingers up there. Like, kids just do that shit. Like, so for you to be mad that he rubbed the dog and the chicken is like, I've had dogs deal with much worse. We had kids over our house all the time that would ride him around like a camel. And he could care less. This whole conversation is making me super uncomfortable for all these pets who have been abused in in houses with kids who... It happens. Listen, they're not being abused. They enjoy the company and they're not bothered. Right? You think they're being abused? 
I yeah, I definitely think that's abuse. Are you kidding? Yes. Good Lord. I mean, I don't think anybody wants tiny little fingers up their nose, but I mean, Isaac did it to me many times and I haven't bit him. You didn't like it though, did you? So when that dog turns around and bites somebody's hand off because they've had just enough, all of a sudden that dog's going to be euthanized because all these douchebags were totally, sorry, douche nozzles have been all over these dogs and abuse and abuse and abuse. And then when they finally say enough, right. it's their fault for saying it's enough and not. So Stretch did hurt a little girl one time by accident. We did not euthanize him. Um, she was hugging him from behind. And she started to choke. She was choking him. And all he did was turn his head like this with his mouth open. And he cut her chin because she was hugging him. She had to get like seven stitches in her face. And he didn't. But, you know, we didn't put him to sleep or anything. Because first of all, I mean, I think he was just trying to say, like, do this to get her off of him. He wasn't trying to bite her. Um, but also, so she was I don't choking think him to death. It's not up to the owner anymore. Once you go to the vet and they say, or once you go to the doctor and they say, how did this happen? They have to report a dog bite. It's it's probably newer from when you had dogs as a kid. 30 years ago. Right, right, right. So now it's it's a matter of, I have a dog who has one strike on him. And if anything else happens, they euthanize him because my mother-in-law was watching my kids and dogs thinking... It's so easy to watch kids and dogs. You open the door, the dogs go out, you open the door in the backyard, fenced in two acres, they go out, they come back. My mother-in-law opened the front door, the front door, which is not fenced in um, on our compound. We don't have that kind of setup. And let open the door to see a woman who her daughter was playing with my daughter. She came with her dog to the front door and I have three people-friendly but not dog-friendly dogs. And my dog saw somebody at the front door with a dog and my mother-in-law didn't, you know, I open it a sliver, I put my hip out, I keep the dogs in place. They're not good dogs. And once she opened the door, three dogs came pouring out of the house and ripped the shit out of this dog who came over. And because he hurt another dog, he has one strike. So one more time. That's terrible. One more time and they euthanize him. It's not up to me. You didn't report, have to report it. You saying you didn't euthanize that dog. Well, I, I hope not, but it's not his fault. I didn't have to because that was the only time and that was the only time in 15 years that he even came close to hurting someone else and he didn't even do it on purpose. He was just trying to get the kid off his neck. You know? We say, you know what? First of all, one of our rescues, just don't touch him. Leave him alone. We're letting him live out his happy days here, here on our on our property um, and the other two just pet nicely or if I if I watch I have to watch other kids with our dogs I'm like okay go play upstairs go play downstairs all right let's leave the dogs and let them rest I am their only advocate otherwise I know for sure I've seen the youngest dog we have hunt and bring back parts of animals I've seen another one covered in blood from a rabbit like I know these dogs they have instincts they will defend themselves when when they need to against wild rabbits and people rubbing them in chicken. Yes, I mean, that's how... <laughs> You're lucky you didn't lose a digit, John. Trust me. I was fine. Oh, I'm sure you were. <laughs> I'm sure you were. I wasn't afraid of that dog. Every once in a while, you got to show... Every once in a while, you got to show dominance. In the pack world, you have I to show who's the, the dominant person. And that dog just got a chicken rubbing. And to be honest with you, I didn't hit the dog or anything. A chicken rubbing. He just got a good old-fashioned <laughs> chicken rubbing. 
So in, in the worst in the worst thing that you know, like I said, what dog wouldn't love a chicken rub? Right. Probably thought it was at an amusement. But when I went to like when he came in the second time, he went after the chicken again after I just got done shredding it. So I had to tackle the dog, and then here we are on the floor, and everybody's yelling at me. And then me and the dog are outside. And I got to get the dog back outside again. I said, if anybody lets this dog in the house again while there's food out, there's going to be trouble. I understand a dog, but let me tell you something. That dog was like if we didn't feed the dog, I could understand it. But the dog used to get three meals a day. The kids never, the, the, nothing ever hit the floor. The dog had all kinds of snacks. It's crazy that, you know, the dog, it's just, I don't know. It went, I guess it went cuckoo for chicken. I don't know. What can That's I a good looking dog. Jessica's showing us a picture of the kids and this beautiful, beautiful dog. One of the ugliest dogs ever. No, the beautiful. This is Stretch. He's a Collie St. Bernard. Uh, Shep- what did German I say? Shepherd. German Shepherd mix. That's me with no teeth. He's okay. beautiful. And that's our camel dog. But look at his face. Talk about empathic. He's looking at the camera right now going, why do these people have to adopt me? All they do is ride me around. (laughs) We're at the SPCA twice a week volunteering, Mallory and I. And it's so hard not to just kiss those dogs in the face because that's we we want so badly. But they're not our dogs. I love dogs. I don't want you to think. I don't want you to think that I'm just like, abuse all the dogs. I don't think that. <laughs> I don't, but I'm I don't just, think you do. <laughs> I'm just saying that a lot of times, like a lot of times, you know, dogs live with kids and they and you have a first of all, people have the dogs first and you have to teach them how to be around the kids. Or sometimes you don't like with Barney. He never was bothered by any of the abuse Emily would give him. He found it hilarious. You know, I don't know if he found it hilarious, but he would just move out of her way. He knew that it was not his place to uh, to hurt her. And like here you can see them together right here. She's probably being told not to bother him as we speak. Look, he's smiling. Yeah, I know you think that. He's panting. It could be panic and not right. smiling. Like there are a lot of things that could be going on in that picture. And the funny thing is, like, dear listener, just is showing, <laughs> showing us uh, the the from her phone the pictures into the camera so you can't see the loving dog this is a dog that says don't even touch these kids or i'll bite you right and he I was do, always beautiful there they were taking a bath Th- that's the picture of him laying down outside their bathtub um i i love that and i love how i love seeing the pictures of these newborns and the babies and i follow this one golden doodle on instagram and his his owners just had a baby and the way they're bonding is beautiful um, but that's just not always the case. And I, until you know, and until you've had the experience, it's, I just want to advocate for those who can't advocate on their own. And that's yeah. the, the canine world. Mm-hmm. Cats, not as much. Cats, I feel like they could be their well, own I advocate. I have to pull my eyes back from rolling in my head. Hey, big middle finger for you because cats, I'm not as worried about. They can advocate for themselves. They can run away. Dogs are like, do do okay, hop on. But, you know, cats always kind of pick this their own. This is Barney own. checking out newborn Nathan. <clears throat> what the fuck is that in there? Right. No, not another I one. I love that. I love that. Oh, I, yeah. My first dog had an affinity for going through trash and pulling out dirty diapers, tampons, all, all things menstrual and all things diaper. Yeah. And then we would come home and we'd be like, not it. Like, please clean that up. What is appealing about eating a dirty diaper? Like, what is the matter with you, creature? I have no idea. What's appealing about eating a maxi pad? Yeah, that's the, that's the worst. I'm going to throw up. That's something that, 
you might want to mute that, John. That's something that um, I, I just... I mean, he obviously wasn't bothered by her millions of abusive things because he was always right next to her like a stalker. Yeah, and they follow them around because they're their size. They feel they could steal food from their well, mouths. They're, they're the... They think of themselves as equals, I think. Don't they? This is so true. What are you I laughing remember at? Our dog used to follow Art. Whenever the kids had a snack, a cookie, yes. or whatever, they would follow those kids around. And if this kid even put his hands down, that dog John, got that cookie. Put the hands oh, yeah. down. All you have to do is look away. They'll take it right out of your hands. Yes, they <laughs> yeah. used to take it out of it. And the kids would come crying. Do you guys remember I told you about Isaac when we blink. went to the zoo? This is a, t- a little bit of a change of subject, but like we went to the, when I took Isaac to the zoo for the first time, a duck, he was holding his hot dog down and a duck came and took it out of his hand. And for a week, a week, anybody who walked by, ducky took my, bit my hand, took my hot dog. A ducky bit oh, my hand, took my honey. hot dog. He was like a year, a year and a half. Ducky bit my hand, took my hot dog. Tattled to everybody who would listen. Oh, that's adorable. I was like, we haven't been to the zoo in four days, Isaac. Drop Birds it. Birds are assholes. Birds I have no sympathy for. Birds, Birds are assholes. I, nope, nope. Birds are assholes. That's you say you have no sympathy for birds, you hypocrite. Yeah, I, I have nothing for birds. I, I wow. Birds freak me out. Birds are not my type of animal. Birds, mm-mm. Birds are creepy. Birds, mm-mm, mm-mm. How is there a brain in that tiny, 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 tiny head of yours? There's no way. Are you talking about they, the bird or me? The, the birds, they attack people. I, I mean, all birds. Geese, they're horrible. They're, and you can watch a thousand videos of birds attacking people, knowing full well there is somebody videotaping that and not helping the person being attacked, usually a child. It's, mm-hmm. it's they're horrible, horrible creatures. You'll never, although Mallory rescued a bird. It died, but still, yeah, <laughs> I, out, out my back window in our, in our old house, there were a lot of birds in a tree and there was a nest and this mom had these new babies and maybe it was time to fly, push them out of the nest and, and start flying. And one of them went down and Stuart saw it happen. So he went back there to help it. And the mother saw this creature approaching her baby on the ground and she started dive bombing to kill Stuart. She started diving down to try to attack this big creature who was going after her tiny baby. And I hear this sound. I was talking on the phone to someone and I hear this horrible sound in the backyard and I open the door and I see Stuart getting attacked by a bird. (laughs) And I, and I couldn't stop laughing. That's the funniest thing. I've ever I couldn't heard. stop laughing, and then I started to videotape it. So you're one of those people. Yeah, you didn't go it help was them. So yes, funny. She is. She but is. they videotape kids doing that, and that's wrong. But Stuart, but that's your husband. Man. You took vows with this man. You know, in sickness and in health, and not. I guess you didn't say bird attacks, but I mean, you think that that's implied. Delaware has the closest bird rescue and bird whatever. So Mallory and Stuart packaged up in a shoebox this bird and brought it down to the rescue. We eventually found out that the bird did die, but but he went there and dropped off the bird and he made a donation. And the mom, he called me from the road on the way home and the mom is still in the backyard screaming about her baby. Like you could hear her for like a good day and a half just making horrible sounds and i get it i really do and and he tried to help this baby and he brought her to because he said i'll come back and get the baby and bring it back to the mom if 
And they're like, your little girl is here, so I'll tell you, sure, we'll do our best. But this bird's dead. Like, it's it fell out. It was a bad scene. But for a day and a half, we still heard her screaming. And Stuart's like, a little help, bitch. What's with you videotaping me getting attacked by a bird? <laughs> yeah. First of all, because birds are frightening. <gasps> they're so frightening. They're so frightening. They truly are so frightening. So frightening. Yeah. Oh, good bird. So this episode took it's an ugly though. turn. <laughs> I mean, do you really think we're going to get hate mail? Oh, I would guarantee it. I'm going to say no because our people dear are unsubscribing understand. as we speak. No, I'm going to get hate mail for she podcast because I called a little Jew from. Aren't Harvard. you allowed to? You're Jewish. Um, Melissa, how do you feel about that? I am not going to uh, unsubscribe, and I did hear you say that. Um, the Z man, you called him a lot Here's of things. What I- <laughs> I don't remember calling him a lot of things, but I said it in the context of, look what he accomplished, just a little Jew from Harvard, which I meant as like a sarcastically, because of course Jews from Harvard can accomplish things. So, I mean, let me ask you this question. Is that that really something? Let's let's really break this down. Is that statement really something to get upset about enough to reach out to the host and say something? Apparently, like, the worse, person who was calling upset, Zuckerberg a little whatever you called him or taking a dog and rubbing him a chicken. Oh, it's definitely the chicken thing. The chi- yeah, I think more people are advocates um, for animals than Jews. <laughs> so <laughs> then ridiculously <laughs> smart, especially Zuckerberg. Dudes, right. No, the person got upset because the person who was listening, a lot of their family died in the Holocaust. And I guess when I said little Jew. The word Jew triggered her. Because, uh, oh, triggered. You know. I'm so sick of triggered. God, I'm so well, sick of that word. And triggered. triggered. Yeah, okay. Okay, bothered. It bothered How her. much did she? Enough, enough that write. she had her friend write us a, a hateful email. Hateful, hateful. Really? Yes. It's ridiculous. He was very Are you going to apologize that for that? Elsie didn't know better than to edit that out because it was a slur. And I'm like, it's not a slur. A Jew is not a slur. Just like calling someone a Christian is right. not a slur. Yes. That makes no sense. However, if you say it in a, I guess if you say it in an insulting way, it is like you can't, like no one has ever used the word Christian like Jew. Well, first of all, I, I edited the show. So I guess in some ways. That and I would have sense. never edited that out. I know. So here's the thing. Well, I didn't want you to. I didn't know what the It's not thing. offensive. Ahead, it's, it's not offensive um, using a noun that describes he is he is a Jew. Um, the way my the way Jew. my Nana and her mother, those generations who really have more rights to wave the Holocaust banner. Right. Um, as they lost family members, as did we, as did we. But. The way my Nana used to say, oh, my God, that son of Sam, that serial killer. Ugh, he was Jewish. What son of Sam? Son of Sam is a serial killer. Uh, Oh. um, And she found, my Nana found out he was Jewish and she got really upset because it's fine for serial killers to be Christian, to be Muslim, to be anything other than Jewish. She was devastated when she found out. So if she heard you say the the jewish kid from harvard she would have beamed with pride that he was jewish it's not and what that I he said. created I said little this jew so wh- what was your little what was your little like your he's short 
So you meant it as a derogatory. But you meant it as a derogatory comment. So I meant little as in little in stature. No, I meant little Jew as in little Jew. I just meant that he's a he's a little. So what does intent? What does intent count for in this? If you didn't mean it in a in a an anti-Semitic way. What does your intent count for in that sense? I meant it no differently than if I would have called Isaac a little Jew. Look at my little boy. He's like just a a little Jew with a baseball hat. Like I didn't mean it by anything. It just was stating fact. And if somebody got upset with the, yes, that's the shiksa my brother used to date. Like what is that? Is that is that a crime? What's wrong with being a shiksa? It just means you're not Jewish, doesn't it? Is there any other meaning to that that's derogatory that I don't know about? What does it mean? Only if you're my nana. Only if you're my nana. And you don't want my brother I mean, to marry Shiksa, you. If you're a Jew, listen, if you're a Jewish grandmother and you don't want your grandson to marry a non-Jew and you say Shiksa, it's still not an insult. It's still stating fact. Yeah. So that person getting upset. She didn't say whore. She said Shiksa. It's, she was hypersensitive. Right? And and I'm sorry if you're upset about it. I, I'm not. I'm not being, sorry that you're upset. If you got she, upset about something I said, that's on you. No, Jess is sorry that she's upset. John, was, I'm not happy that I right, offended that's someone, all I'm but saying. I'm not sure why it was that. It's a, not that I, offensive. I could not. Please. I I still do not feel like, well, first of all, I mean, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know I'm Jewish. So there's that. Like, I guess if you don't know I'm Jewish and I said little Jew. Yeah, I could not see that. that know but you're like, Jewish. once you find out, once you find out, you can just be like, oh, well, then she was probably just kidding. Why would yeah. And her intent is not her intent. Your intent was not negative. And my problem. Did it sound negative? Do you remember? I think I might have chuckled because I was again from my Nana. I was proud that he was a Jew from Harvard. Like So I, I guess I did inherit that from my Nana. I'm like, yeah, look what this little boy's made of himself. He's now testifying to a bunch of idiots who say, if I use the WhatsApp, yeah. like you were proud, yeah. right? I was proud. Yes. Thank you. I was proud of him. Most, I think most Jews would make that connection like, oh, great. Right. <laughs> I was proud of him. Like I have any, <laughs> like I have any right to be proud of him. But John said it's on you. Right, but no, you are providing, ours and we, you're providing we'll content. It. You're providing content. And if you do upset somebody, it's not her goal to upset somebody. So it is on her, but it is their issue. Yes, I get it's their issue, but she can still be sorry that they're offended that is not her intent. That's not I how she meant it. And she's sorry they're offended. But not I'm sorry that I disparage Jews because in no way do I feel like you did that. No, and I listen. Right. But in a way, okay, so we have kind a of ruling. Should have apologies because like it's kind of like saying it's not like, an when apology. Your mad at you when your spouse is mad at you. It's yeah. kind of like saying, well, I'm sorry you're mad, which you do all the time. <laughs> I do do that all the time, but that's because I have learned that you cannot control other people's feelings or be in charge of other people's feelings. And if you have upset them and they're right about something, you can just say, "You." I also have said, I'm sorry, we see it differently. <laughs> and I am yes, truly sorry, sorry for those upset. things. I am truly sorry when the other person's upset. I am truly sorry that we don't agree. I can't say that I'm sorry for the behavior if I didn't do anything to... Per- Hurt the person on purpose. Right. Your intent I, was pure. You know, it was not. my. Int- yeah. So I just feel like, well, I'm sorry if what I did upset you, but I'm not sorry w- that I did something because I wouldn't have done it. I would do the same exact thing based on the information I had at the time. Did you reply Which to that email? Which sounds like a... No. They, they were cowardly. They were cowardly and sent it to Elsie, yeah. not Jess. 
Well, the person got angry with Elsie for not. The person was angry with Elsie for not um, editing it out, correcting me. Well, it's not her job and to correct. I you. did write back. I did write back and say, first of all, she's not responsible Oops. for me. Second of all, this is my intent. And third of all, I didn't mean to offend anyone, and I apologize. But fourth of all, you owe her an apology. And then he did not agree. And then Elsie very nicely wrote back and said, I unfortunately don't have a very large frame of reference when it comes to this because she's my only Jewish friend. Obviously, I need to work on that. And I was like, no, you don't. Oh, my God. Rest of us are a bunch of jerks. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, (laughs) mean, first of all, how is she supposed to find? I mean, she probably knows other Jews. But when I think about our... um, Contacts and podcasting, it's, I, I am one of the few, I can't, th- I could not think of others that she would be close to or work with closely. I mean, her, her colleague, Rob Walsh, his wife is Jewish, but he's not, and they don't know each other very well. So like, I, I probably, you know, she's, and she, you know, she's, she's a little bit off the grid. So how, how is she going to come up with some Jews to befriend right. off in order to fix this problem? off the grid Shiksa is not supposed to answer that. You, Yeah. There is no problem. So I was, so she you was like, obviously statement. that's a problem, Somebody but also, you know, I, I, Jessica's my only frame of reference, and since she's Jewish, I assumed it wasn't offensive because, not only because of what she said, but because of what I know of her, which is that she's very respectful and observant of her religion, which I am. Right. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't speak badly about being Jewish. I don't make fun of, Jew- you know, like I don't. I don't make fun of Jews. Like, I'm very proud of it. So she, you know, her frame of reference in using me isn't wrong either. Because I'm a, I'm a fine, upstanding Jew. <laughs> this guy got his 15 minutes of fame and, and he got a chance to interact with you. And he got his, you know, he got his panties all bunched up. And then you guys fawn it all over and apologize to him. So, you know what? Enough. I'm a fine, upstanding Jew. <laughs> What a fine, upstanding Jew. Do you know what that's I am from? A fine, upstanding Jew. Do you know what that's no. from? It is from the Hanukkah song from Adam Sandler. What a fine, upstanding Jew. I didn't even know. I don't even remember what lyric it's from, but he's talking about. Yeah, I remember that. What a fine looking Jew. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, a fine, fine upstanding Jew. Jew. So she didn't do anything wrong. And and then actually, because I told him she owed him that he owed her an apology, I think he actually did say like you know, because I said to him, like, he was like, I don't know her this because she should have done this or that. And I was like, she I is not been. responsible for me. I am an adult. She can only do so much. She is one person and she does and approaches everything she possibly can with love and acceptance and diversity. And if you're mean to her, I will scratch your eyes out again. Don't do that. You know what he needs? He needs a chicken rubbing. He needed a chicken. I mean, Maybe. look, for whatever you want to say, agree and disagree Maybe. with her, the way she does anything, the purpose is she does not do anything with intent to harm, even if it means being forgetful of something. She's always, every move she makes is to better the world in some way, even if it seems dilu- delusional. Right. To I us. wonder why. Therefore, if you get on her ass, I will cut okay. you. Okay. 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 Let's take it down one notch. Not she you, was, though, because I like she you. was acting with. She was never acting with malice. I wonder why he chose to write to her over the person who actually said it. Because people are scared of me. That's and, right, and they should. Because I'm a badass. Because I'm a badass. I'm a fine looking Jew. Um, what a fine looking Jew. <laughs> Let me tell you uh, something, Elsie. There was a rat 
that went into her storage area and chewed holes in like a thousand thousands of dollars worth of yurt material. All right. They didn't kill that rat. They trapped it, said goodbye to it, drove it down the road a piece and let it go. It'll I find mean, its way back. That wasn't smart. I, I understand that. I, I feel the same way. But in other words, she couldn't even hurt something that was v- like vermin that was in her place destroying her property. She couldn't hurt that. So it's ridiculous to think that, God, the whole thing just, I'll tell you what, it just infuriates me that, you know, what, okay, let's say for the sake of everything that's holy, that this guy was offended. What happened? Did the guy wake up in the morning and have like mumps? I mean, was, did he get a rash from being offended? What, what (laughs) actually happened to this guy that he was offended? What happened? He was irritated. Oh, he was irritated. Was he irritated like you get, like when you, I I don't know, you don't wipe well and you walk around all day with a little creamy crack? What kind of irritation did you get? He disagreed and he wanted his, he wanted his voice heard. He disagreed and he wanted his voice heard. No, it wasn't physical. It wasn't. And that's what he did. He let his voice be heard. Unlike our listeners who want to stay silent and don't want their voice heard. I have a feeling. This one will bring <laughs> have I'll talk about it on the show. You know, I'll, you know what I'll do then? When you two are talking about that, I will shut my mic off. I will duct tape the mute button down on my microphone. See if you can. <sighs> I, I would like to bet you and Melissa right now <clears throat> that when this conversation comes up, if you even utter one word, you owe us each... What a drink at the next open okay. mic! I'll be buying you a drink. <laughs> and if yes, you will. Yes, there's no way that you can listen to this conversation and listen to both Elsie and I defend ourselves and not want to stick up first. That is not in your nature. We have met before. I, listen, I can't even fathom the fact if you this can't was me. If anybody's mean to us. Well, not only that. The thing is, it's anonymous. Like, everybody can speak out and say what they want with the internet, with all these podcasts. You could say what you want because you're not face-to-face. You're not going to run into us. It's a friend who is upset. Um, and maybe they have their own baggage. And maybe they're dealing with their own stuff. I told you her baggage. Her whole family was killed in the Holocaust. Well, Jess, you want to trace your relative back? So were yours. I mean, it's... it's. Well, how does that happen? If their whole family was killed in the Holocaust, she wouldn't be here. No, my my relatives escaped, but my both my grandfather served in World War II. Listen, it was a horrible time. Okay, I understand that, but but just saying. I mean, I'm, maybe somebody died. I'm just saying, most of my ancestors ran from the. Making border. a joke about somebody who's Jewish that has that you can't even equate it to. I'm offended that he equated that with the Holocaust. How do you like that? I'm offended about that. Why would you take that and bring it into the other thing? Why would you? How could you even put those two things on the same? Because people are traumatized by what their ancestors. I mean, look, if she's a first or second generation, you know. I I mean, it's also she's probably offended when Jews have tattoos because they used. He wrote for her. The guy someone wrote wrote for her was had recommended the show to a woman friend, and she was the one that was upset. And then she wrote him, and then he wrote you? And yes. then she said, what kind of show did you ask me to listen Whisper to? Gentling. And then he blasted us. Both of you are not allowed to listen so anymore. Called- you and her. You're, you're banned. <laughs> I am 100% sure they don't listen to this show. All right, so then why are we even talking about it? But That's their law. Because uh, it's an interesting thing. Because it's interesting. Do you have tattoo, Melissa? I do. <gasps> um, 
Yeah, I mean, there are those people who are sensitive about Holocaust stuff. They are probably offended by Jews that have tattoos because the Germans used to tattoo the Jewish people. And look, Goyim does um, not. Yeah. You know, there's probably a bunch of other stuff that they're probably a little sensitive about that I'm less sensitive about because my ancestors were on this side of the wall. So there's a legal side to this and it goes, it speaks to intent. Your intent was not to disparage Jews. So knowing that, take your panties, unbunch them and go on with your day. (laughs) If your intent was... If if it was, I'm not even. I can't even put together a sentence that has malicious intent towards Jews. I'm sorry. I think other people do it for me, and I don't need to. But if your intent was other than pure and how funny about, for comedy, then it's a different. Here, I'll do, no, one. I'll do one. How about all the? How about half the teachers that I interacted with in public school on behalf of my children are morons? How does that have to do anything? Is that malicious intent? Oh, because it's malicious. I intent. thought you were saying that about Jewish people. No, they could be actual morons. No. I don't know. Um, I, no, they do weren't. you see all the teachers writing you to say, what the fuck, Jess? You can't talk that way about teachers. Oh, God Sometimes forbid. I have. Actually, like when I would complain about Emily and Nate's teachers on Facebook, a lot of teachers would get offended. And actually, Annie is one of these people that gets very offended when I talk about the mental health care in our country and how shitty it was when I was trying to take care of my daughter. Often, if not every time, Annie complains or not complains, I'm sorry. She will often comment in defense of the mental health industry because she's very passionate about it and she's worked in it a long time. It doesn't change the fact that she's probably one of few yeah, people that does not and inho- that is not. First of all, I don't think any of these people are intending to harm. I just don't think it's hard enough to work in these places. Like, I think they'll hire people that are, you know. That I think they just need more training in mental health and not just addiction. You know what what they were really good at in rehab for for M? They were really good at not giving her my package, (laughs) not giving her shit I sent her. They were really good at opening it up and eating tasty cakes. They were really good at... I I got them back. I I got them back and I gave the t-shirt to my friend Michelle and I ate the candy and and i still have the gum here i finally opened it after a year after she passed i couldn't open it for the longest time and then when i did don't you remember when i did because i opened it and sent you a note i told you it and, broke my and heart the she silly, never got it, it was the so sweet. silly string and easy cheese and everything i yeah, thought that would I, make you smile that's around here somewhere the silly everything string i thought would make her smile but yeah she didn't get that so and you got her a really cool notebook which i think i still have follow your dreams right Something like that. I think that's yeah, because she used to talk I'm about having dreams. Comedy, actually, oh really? Oh, that makes me happy. <laughs> Once in a while, no, she that didn't. Makes me happy. Not really. She had no dreams. Well, she. I told you, she wrote that one post that said, you know, after paying for all this crap, what what's the best that I could become? What's the most that I could be? What a manager at J Crew? And I and I wrote her back saying, if this. That's if I mean. this is your first draft of an essay to get into college, I'm going to ask that you rewrite it <laughs> because this is not a very <laughs> encouraging essay. And if you need some help, no. let me know. But she didn't really see herself being able to do much, unfortunately. But that was before she was an addict. She's always said that. I mean, don't you remember? I used to tell you when she was 12, she would joke about growing up to be a stripper. That was her big goal. And I mean, at the time, I thought she was just saying that to drive us nuts. Yeah, but it pays well. But now I wonder if that's really what she thought she was worth, even at 11 and 12. Wow, she said that at 11. I'm trying to picture Mallory now at 11, 12, 13 yeah. saying that. I just 12. 
before she I think she was poking boy, at you. Before she had a boyfriend, I think she was too. But it's weird that you would say that. Like when I was 11 or 12, I assumed I would either be an advertising executive or a hard-nosed journalist. Stripper was not on the table. Yeah, yeah. Mostly because I had no boobs. Holy cow, if Mallory ever said that, we'd have to get smelling salts for Jessica. For, uh, Mallory Melissa. would never say Yeah, that. I would be on the She's ground if she child. said that. But She's not but a mentally she, ill child. It's not past her to say things to poke at me, so I don't know. That could be... No, but she's not mentally ill. Like she has, uh, like you know, of other things she might want to be. I could never find that out. Mm. That's all she would say, and I knew it was to poke at me. But I think part of it was because she couldn't think up anything else either. You know. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> what a I segue! Mean, it's just, it's just side notes. Side notes. Someday I'll turn it all into a big comedy act. There you go. My life. I can't. My wait. life in a. Pod my shell. life with my mentally ill child. My nutcast There is actually in a, a lot shell. of funny to it. I mean, you have to admit. A nutcast in a pod shell. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually a good name for that. What? If you think about it. Nutcast in a pod shell. It's pretty Right. Funny. I still love it. So, so Stuart bought me a present. What did he get you? He, oh no! He bought was me. Was it anything having to do with housework? Because if it was, you may want to tell him to return it to the 1950s. See, that's a really good question. He bought me a Dyson hair dryer. Ah, a hair dryer. Now that's something. Now, well, it was ridiculously expensive. They are extremely like, ex- like two hundred dollars, right? No, like double, like wait, double that. Wait. Like four hundred dollars for a hair dryer? Which does I it said, curl your hair? No. Does, does it look like I need my dryer. hair curled? No, but it's like a, it basically is like a donut, it right? It is. It's a donut hair dryer. And what's the difference between that and every other hair dryer? Um, I did watch the infomercial. I did educate myself after just to see why, why bother. But wait, um, there's more. But wait, there's more. Three attachments. But, but wait. wait. <laughs> exactly. There's three attachments, including a diffuser. A diffuser and two other... And they're magnetized to go on there. It's not wrestle it on and then wrestle it off and then wrestle it on. Because my diffuser, yeah, I have to I have to shove and pray. I have to do the shove and pray. Yeah. But (laughs) it was uh, it did a great job. Is it a four hundred dollar great job? I don't think anything's a four hundred dollar job. It did it faster. Is that worth is my time worth that? Mm, I don't know. No, no. Your time might be. Is my time worth more? I don't know. Um, I have a yellow hair dryer that cost me $120 and it's the brand um, Dry Bar. Okay. It's quieter and it does dry faster. So therefore, I justified the 150 I kind of did want to get, I don't know. That was, I couldn't get the big one. Because I couldn't justify 200 for the same, you know, and the reviews all said it's the same shit, different day, just a little smaller, which is fine for me because I have no upper body strength anyway. So I was like, cool. To hold it up. And it works really well. It's actually extremely fast. It gets extremely hot. So it's perfect. Um. But I did see the Dyson, and it's it's like rated the number one hair dryer, and I always have wondered like why. Well, no, I can return it. Is my theory. I got it at um Bed Bath and Your Mom, and I can return it if I need to, because they'll take back anything. So that, but it did not. uh, Your coupon, your twenty percent off coupon, does not apply on this one item. Wow, which really upset us because we agreed to get it there. A because I can use twenty percent off. 
and because the manufacturer doesn't allow you to discount that product. So we bought it. Um, I used it once. Stuart used it once and his hair was very fluffy today. And I will use it this week. And if it's not a religious experience, I, I will return it. So I'm testing it. I'm a product tester for Bed Bath and Your Mom. So come to me for product testing. You know why you need a 400? You know why I spent 120 on a hairdryer and why a person would need a $400 hairdryer? Because when you straighten your hair, it's best for it to be faster. You don't do that. Right. So, right. I mean, I mean, I know it came with a diffuser, but I don't think your hair is either thick enough or straight enough for you to be able to justify the five minutes it takes you to dry your hair. Right. Now... You could start using it to dry off your body when you get out of the shower, <laughs> and that would make it worth. I'm a while. big fan of the big bath sheet towel thing. I'm a big fan of the towel, so I would never do that. But uh, it kind of like faster. the idea of the hot air blow drying out of the shower thing. Have you not blow dried yourself, John? Never. I don't even own a blow it's dryer. The best. I blow dry under my boobs. I blow dry. I blow dry anywhere that does, like I. I often will towel off parts of my body that don't stay dry for whatever reason, like my calves. I don't know why, but like I'll dry my legs, but they still feel wet. So I just like hit them with the blow dryer. Sometimes under my arms, so I can put deodorant on faster. So do you hold one boob up at a time, or you do you do the yeah. arm bra and then do no, both do at the same at time? time. Uh, the hair dryer, I just one, one then the, the other. other. Okay, there you go. Oh my so god! So I can put on a bra without it like getting sticky. That's another one of those areas where you could have a towel there all day and it will still feel wet. It's just annoying. So the air, the air. you know who taught me this trick, Scott, because he blow dries himself all the time. He so blow dries under his. And, I, and I, the first time he did it. <laughs> He blow dries everything, everything. And he doesn't have that much hair. You know, it's short. So when he's, when like recently he just started doing it and I was like, why is the hair dryer on so long? Are you straightening your hair? He goes, no, I'm blow drying everything else. So does he hit the, does he hit the cold shot button on the hair dryer to get the little cold shot too? I guess, you know what? If it's a hot day, he probably does. Well, because sometimes if you don't and it's a hot day and you've taken a shower, like, yeah, you're just going to sweat. Then you're gonna have to blow dry your face. That's no good. No, no. Mm-hmm. And those those hand dryers in the bathroom, those studies that came out that all it's doing is blowing all those fecal particles into your lungs and your. Oof. Wait, are you saying that the regular blow dryer does that as well? I would no, imagine. because yes. you're not using fecal particles. You didn't just take a dump and go wash your hands and still have have stuff on you. True, but the hair dryer does live in the bathroom. Right. So the, they say is when you sh- every hair dryer lives in the bathroom. You're blowing shit all over your hair every day. Well, when you man? when you flush, no. you put the lid down. Yeah, usually, I think so. Yeah, because if you don't put the lid down, what happens is the swoosh puts like a little spray of yuck germs. You know, uh, fecal yuck into the air. And fecal then yuck. Fecal That's yuck. our favorite kind of yuck. Fecal I saw. Yuck. That's a good name for a I was rock say, band. I saw fecal yuck. They opened for the Who in '82. Fecal yuck. So, <laughs> So, that is uh, yeah, so, you know, that can be in the air and then you blow dry it all over your uh, your under boobs. So, yeah, the one thing I'm pretty sure I don't really have an under boob. That's not really an issue for me. I don't need to lift. Yeah, no. Oh, look, um, at, look at you bragging. I do like that. John said he's never like, blown himself. Like no, no, not nowhere. No. I don't even own a hair dryer. Like. I could For get what? a breast reduction just to lose weight. Oh, we can. I, can I have what you surrender? 
Okay. You should be able to donate. Like you should be able to date, donate boobage to your friend. You should be able to. And then I one day. Her. That would be a very good use of. Right. And then one day Melissa could blow dry her under boobs. That. Yeah, that is not something I'm looking forward to. Time and, and gravity have are are beginning their job on me and I'm fighting it. Okay. I'm running from time. You're running from time? Mm-hmm. And gravity. And gravity. I found a great picture of Melissa in college. What did we all think of that picture? I thought it was, she was, you know, I liked it. She's cute, She's right? very cute. I mean, I, listen, she's like, don't, uh, don't send that picture. Why did you want to hide that picture, Melissa? With the big glasses and the high hair and the... It was just, you were just a product of the yes. 80s or 90s. Yes. Actually, that was the 90s. 90s, that was like 90s. Right. I got a Facebook messengery thing because there's a reunion this year. In October, homecoming at University of Delaware is going to be, Wait, it's a reunion year for us. Yes. So uh, a friend from 100 years ago starts posting all these pictures. Now, she was in a sorority and they've got their flannels on and their high hair and, and they just, uh, these are not pictures that I would put of myself on Facebook. Like I, I, I respect the 90s Melissa, she helped form, <laughs> I do, she, where she is. I don't want her creeping into my day-to-day life. There's no place for her. Um, but she helped craft what is here now in front of you. And thank you very much for your time served. Please stay where you are and retire. And I, I don't want to look at that. I don't want any part of that. So then I sent 70s John. Yeah. And then 80s John. And then 90s John. So I, I, I sent pictures of spanning three decades of me in my, well, first, the first one was me in my, what was it a tan tux for my senior prom? And uh, I was flanked awesome. by two yeah, guys in powder blue tuxes. Yeah. I think I did, yeah. I love a good tan tux. And then there was 80s John, I forget which one that was, but then when I was at the radio station, it was like 90s John too, so. No, that was late, no, I'm sorry, radio station John was late 80s, like 87, 88. Yeah. And do you just save those pictures? You have them in a box? They're actually on Facebook, to be quite honest with you. Because you posted them? Yeah. Well, no. The one that I was standing in the back in the radio station uh, was someone else posted that and tagged me in it. And then- I can't see posting pictures of myself for, of, from a time. Stuart said, you keep getting better with age. I'm like, mm, I don't feel better with age, but thank you. And let's burn. Well, you also know when I was 16, I had a hint of plastic surgery. So and I do I do want every picture that was taken prior to my 16th birthday to disappear in flames. So there's no proof. I don't understand why you run from your past. And here's the thing. Like when you see for me, when I see those pictures, it, it just brings me back to a time. It brings me back to that time. So I kind of love that. Uh I have I music know. for that, John. That's what music is for. Music brings me back to that time. I don't need to see so you all of show, my mistakes. What music? Pictures, you don't show kids your kids. You don't show your kids your pictures of when you were that young and stuff like that. Well, I had that one picture of my nursery school picture where I said I showed it to my kids and said, "Can you find me in this picture?" And they are like, "No, no, no. <gasps> you look just the same." I'm like, "Really? Do I?" Um, no, I think you look better. But they actually. love they love those looking at that. But no, music, Jess. I all like of your these... hair color better now. I do too. I do too. I didn't like that hair color as much. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't anything really. I did like lipstick though. That was new. I haven't seen you wear lipstick in quite a while. 
Yeah, because it's the zero fucks that I give, and you usually see me on on <laughs> Skype or Zoom today. Um, so it's really I don't know not that necessary. You need it, but I did like it. I went out to a party. Stuart's friend threw a party on f- Saturday, and I went to a party with him, and I saw his friends, and I put on makeup, and I put on like half leather pants, and I left the house, and half leather. Yeah, the front. Nope, the I back. The front. Well, the back chaps on what kind of party was this the back until the knee and then the front from the knee down it was uh they're 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 not chaps they're like leggings that are leather in the front and not leather or leather or leather in the back right they were super and like lycra tight whatever so i my point is i dressed up i put on makeup dolled up put on a nice heel and I thought, where are we going? And then we walked into a liquor store and they're like, oh, she's one of those. I'm like, no, 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 I swear. I, I realize everybody here is in a ripped T-shirt. and But I'm, I'm going somewhere. Well, she is one of those. And she used to be one of those. Hmm. I might now, though. I might. Pop this blow stand. That's what Mallory say. We're going to pop this blow stand. And Stuart's like, blow stand? <laughs> Maybe that is what she's thinking about. <laughs> no, it's I think not. we hit everything. Okay. Well, everyone, thank you guys so much for listening. If you would like to yell at us for all the racial slurs that we discussed today, you can find us at brilliantobservations at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Listen Brilliant. And you can see our show notes and listen to our show at brilliantobservations.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. That is the Podshell and the Nutcast. Thank you to Melissa and John for showing up today and being thank hilarious. Thank you, guys.